This is a Handshake Agency podcast. Welcome to the Green Room Podcast on the Handshake Media Network. I'm your host, Neil Griffiths, and thank you for listening. Hope you're doing well. First of all, thank you so much for the feedback on the Amy Shark episode. Uh, she came on last week to promote her new album, Cry Forever, which is also getting rave reviews. That episode is on Spotify, Apple. It's also on YouTube if you want to watch the whole thing. But this week, we're taking a turn to TV, and we're talking about Mythic Quest. So this is an Apple TV original. Uh, first season came out last year. Stars Rob, Robert McElhenney, who of course is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Australia's own Charlotte Nick Deo, a Melbourne actress. Uh, many fans will know her from A Girl's World. She did some stuff with Get Crackin'. I think it was even on Bluey as well, which is fun. Uh, but they joined me on this episode to talk about season two of Mythic Quest. If you haven't seen it, you need to get on Apple TV and watch the first season right now. And then watch season two because it is also out today. So I sat down with Rob and Charlotte over Zoom, let's be honest, to talk about season two, potential season three, and also Rob mentioned what's going to happen with the future of It's Always Sunny. Here's my episode with Rob and Charlotte on The Green Room. Rob, Charlotte, thank you so much for coming on The Green Room podcast. Big fan of you guys and it's so good to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Uh, Charlotte, I do have to start with you because okay. um, I have been stalking your Instagram a little bit. You have, you have at least quarantined, done the 14-day quarantine between Australia and US a few times, right? So where in the world are you right now? I, I've done it once. Uh, I'm currently once. in LA and I am going to have to do it again uh, on my way back. It, it was an experience. Honestly, it was an experience that I was like, you know, only a few people in the world, I suppose, are going to have that experience of that 14 days locked in a room. So I don't know, maybe I'll look back on it and realize that some huge inspiration came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, congratulations on season two. I binge watched the entire season yesterday and I loved it so much. Rob, can we just quickly rewind back to March last year? So obviously season one, I think, uh, finishes airing in, in February. The world essentially goes into lockdown early March and you guys have the quarantine episode out a few weeks later. What is the conversation like when, when the pandemic starts, the lockdowns begin, when the cast and crew say, holy shit, we need to pivot here. We need to do something. Well, we were, uh, it, we were in the middle of the shooting the first episode of season two when everything shut down. So in fact, I believe the last day of shooting, Charlotte, Charlotte were on, we're horseback. on horseback. Uh, on some rainy beach in Malibu and I was constantly checking my phone and I was on the telephone and I was talking to the other producers and talking to Apple and talking to Lionsgate and trying to figure out um, what was the right thing to do and eventually we just decided collectively that it was time to it was time to pull the plug um, and we figured we'd go into quarantine for a couple of weeks and um we would reassess and then we would come back out and we would finish that particular episode and then we just shoot the season uh as as planned and um the world had uh other other ideas or the disease i should say had uh, had other ideas for us and so uh we like everybody else locked locked in for uh, an extended period of time 
Uh, and we realized very quickly we were not going to be able to shoot the season two as we had written it and that we had to quickly pivot. And that's why we made the quarantine episode. So what so what is the environment like when you finally do get back on the set? Um, like I can't even say post COVID because it's still happening. But does the environment change the way you guys shoot? Will it change moving forward in the literal sense of post COVID? Obviously, we have to work under these uh, totally new conditions when we were shooting season two in order to keep everyone as safe as possible. There were all these um, protocols that came uh, that a team of scientists came up with um, so that we could, you know, go back to work as safely as possible. But just on a personal level, I felt extremely fortunate uh, that uh, last year, in in such such a shit show of a year, I got to go back and do this job that I love with this cast and crew that I that I truly you know care about, and and the, the cast of this show are some of my closest friends, and so getting to go and and shoot these scenes and imagine that we were in this moment post COVID was really special, and I definitely felt the um I felt fortunate being able to do that. Yeah, I don't want to make the the whole interview about COVID. So let's talk about Mythic Quest specifically. Again, I I binge watched season two yesterday and I watched season one the day before that. So I feel like I'm up to speed now. Unlike network TV, a lot of the time where they're kind of writing season by season and you're in the middle of the season, then they'll green light the second season. They'll green light the third season. You guys had season two green lit, I think before season one even premiered. So Rob, how does that change the way you want to tell this story and especially these characters when you do, when you have at least a a short-term future secured for two seasons. Yeah. I mean, it just gives us a lot more leeway um, to take risks and to try things that we, that we wouldn't necessarily try if we were being a little bit more conservative. Um, I don't know if you've seen my other show, but we take a lot of risks on that show as well. Um, And we've always had the benefit of, of recognizing that the show's doing pretty well and so that we might be able to continue doing it. And Mythic Quest has, has, has been the same. So, um, we're doing very well for Apple TV Plus, and that feels really good. And and it allows us to to really be free to to try some different things that uh, we might not necessarily try if we were trying to be a little bit more conservative. Now, I'm assuming you're talking about it's always sunny there. Um, and I know you've, you've done some interviews in the past um, about you working with Danny DeVito and some of the lessons he's taught you or the way you work on set. So I'd love to get both your perspectives. Charlotte, what's it like working with the cast, with people like Rob, obviously Dan- Danny Pudi from Community, you know, an Oscar winner and F. Murray Abraham, um, the collaboration on set, what is that environment like for you? I mean, it's a dream. It's a total dream. I'm getting to work with people that have been like heroes of mine in TV comedy, Rob included. And um, I think that the, the really special thing about it is you know, of course, the first, you know, week or two that I was coming onto season one is just this like, you know, woman from Australia that was my first Hollywood job. There's a sense of intimidation of like, wow, these guys really know what they're doing. Like these guys are at the top of their game. How on earth am I meant to walk into this room and do my thing? But the thing that I think is so special about this particular working environment is that all of those people are incredibly supportive and um, encouraging. And so you have this opportunity to not only work with like masters of their craft, but also um, to feel confident in in the things that you're contributing as well. And I really credit that to the environment that um, Rob and Megan Gans, the co-creator, have created for us. And Rob, on your end of things, how much do you welcome the collaboration process, whether it be, you know, 
the crew coming up or whether it be Charlotte or anyone in the car saying, oh, you know, maybe we should try this. Maybe we should do it that way. I mean, that's the entire experience uh, for, for for us. That That's what makes it so fun. And that's why um, I work in a collaborative art, uh, an art form, collaborative art form, as opposed to sitting in a house and painting on a canvas. I, I love the idea of surrounding myself with super talented, super driven people um, who are coming from different points of view uh, and getting uh, and, and having all this um, different life experience that they can bring to the table. And then um, and then we work together to 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 figure out what the best possible moment is, the best possible scene is, the best possible line, the best possible episode. And that just works from original conception all the way through to final edit. Yeah, and again, because I've been binge watched this show in the last forty eight hours, I think the one of the biggest things about Mythic Quest that separates um, itself from other really great comedy shows is the heart involved. Yes, it's hilarious, but there is so much dynamic and and heart to these relationships, especially in season two. Obviously, without spoilers, um, CW has has quite a, a cool arc going on. Dana and Rachel's uh, office romance. Um, touching on even actually last season with the the standoff episode with Jake Johnson and Kristen Milioti where in 2021 what are comedy shows without that part without that serious the serious dynamic that that makes it more than just a oh 20 minutes of 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 funny where where are they I I think they're they're just straight comedies I mean one of the things that I I actually am starting to really get frustrated with and not quite understand is why it is that comedies or any any television show for that matter is expected to be in anything other than what it is so there's lots of of shows i mean some of my favorite shows of all time have just been set up punchline um television shows you know seinfeld is a great example of that um seinfeld wasn't trying to be anything other than seinfeld same with curb um where larry's never really going for um dramatic or heartfelt moments and that does not take away from the brilliance of what Larry does. So um, I, I recognize that, um, you know, in a lot of ways that that is what makes things feel resonant with people, that they feel um, emotionally connected to the characters. Although I would suggest that you can feel emotionally att attached to characters just as much um, that make you laugh because, you know, uh, crying is a very important um, part of being a human being and being sad uh, and feeling that level of emotional resonance is obviously something we want in our art, but man, I love to laugh as well. And I just wanna make sure that we're not devaluing that as we move forward into a world where there's a lot more drama happening in comedies. Cause I, I think there's real value to that as well. And Charlotte, what's your take on that? Obviously being a, a fellow Australian, I've seen some of your work locally. Um, do you remember that conversation going back to what, 2017, 2018? Do you remember the conversation when Mythic Quest was brought to your attention? I mean, yeah, I I auditioned for Mythic Quest on what I thought was going to be my last trip to LA. I'd kind of given up on trying to work in this city because I'd been coming for a long time for pilot season and sort of getting like most of the way there and never quite um, getting the cigar. And uh, and Mythic Quest, I, I honestly, walking into that audition, I thought it was going to be my last audition in Hollywood. I was like, I'm going to go back to Australia life's good there it's fine um and then i was lucky enough to be offered the role and i think that the thing that's been so exciting about working on the show is that i mean even going back to what you're talking about this sort of um 
ephemeral nature of like comedy and drama and how a lot of these shows are doing these crossovers like so much of my so many of my favorite shows at the moment I can't define like I can't say this is a comedy this is a drama the things that I really love are the kinds of shows where you kind of don't feel like you need to assign it a genre because you're so invested in the characters and the story and as we've you know as mythic quest has evolved as i've received you know scripts as we've been filming it's like oh shit i'm on a show like that like i'm on a show that isn't afraid to venture into the unexpected and that's very exciting to get to do as an actor without trying to play like a weird friendship game between you rob what do you remember uh when charlotte was was put forward to you about being a part of this show i remember wanting to cast her immediately um and we did but not as poppy um she came in and read for a, a for a different role and um i remember uh, our cast director gene mccarthy saying this woman is fantastic she's leaving back on a on a flight to australia you should not let her go you should keep her here and she's leaving next week i mean charlotte's not exaggerating and megan and i and david we huddled up and we said well this woman is incredible let's let's offer her the part and it was a different part in the show and then as we continued on our search for Poppy, who was uh, written as a very different character, actually, um, we we would find we found a number of wonderful actresses, um, but we would all read them. And, and I just kept coming back to Charlotte and I was like, you know, I know this isn't the way that Poppy's written, but I think there's an opportunity for whatever reason. I just felt like we had chemistry together because we had read a couple of different scenes. Uh, with her as as this other character and 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 me playing Ian, and I just felt like I know this isn't the way that it's written, but I feel like we can rewrite everything and adapt the role to her, and I feel like we the two of us can find something really special. Um, and so I called her and I said, "Hey, I know you already have this other part, but would you consider pop playing Poppy?" And I really wasn't sure what she was going to say because I know that on the page it didn't make as much sense, and so it would take like a pretty big rewrite. But thankfully, she said um, she would be interested in that. I was very excited at the prospect. Can you surmise? I mean, I've seen it, but for the listeners, can you guys surmise what season two really is about in a nutshell? Obviously, the first season where it's an introduction of these characters to this world. What is season two really about? I, I've been reading it as uh, being about success. So I think for Poppy, uh, that story is really clear. She had this really clear goal throughout season one. She wanted to have creative control over this game that she'd helped to make. And then in season two, she finally does. She has the career goal that she's had for her entire adult life. And then she has to figure out what to do with that. Um, but I also think that there are other versions of success that the show plays with this, uh, you know, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but the idea of recognition and what that really means, the idea of romantic success, the idea of emotional uh, success. I think every character has uh, a, uh, a part to play in like different versions of that. Um, and uh, I, I honestly, I feel like I didn't even quite realize that that I, I don't know if that was intentional, Rob, but I definitely feel like I got to the end of shooting season two and I was like, wow, there's some really cool ways that this all ties together. Yeah, we we there's a lot of different thematics that we're that we always bandy about as we're um, beginning the season. And then what you what, what we try to do is make sure that we have the environment where 
um, as things reveal themselves uh, to us over the course of the writing process or even production, and then even editorial when we're putting the episodes together, where you realize like, wow, um, we missed this one really great opportunity to 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 delve into this whole other issue um, thematically, and then we pivot and and put every uh, resource we can into exploring those opportunities because that's just kind of part of what the creative process is for us. And to me, I think the entire series is about that. It's about the creative process. It's about um, compromise knowing when you have to compromise and knowing when you shouldn't compromise. And I think, um, which then inherently from there, you have all sorts of offshoots thematically about communication, um, the ability to tolerate each other, the ability to cherish each other, the ability to have empathy and compassion for other people's points of view. And that's just all a part of the creative process, which you could then even take that, extrapolate that, extrapolate that even further and say that that's just that's just um, the process of being a human being, living in a in a in a in a culture full of other human beings, where we have to navigate uh, every day um, and reconcile that we want something and other people want something, and how do we find that common ground? And that, to me, is the stuff I'm fascinated with. I'm interested in. I talk to all everybody as much as I can about because I believe that that's at the core of what it is to be a human. And that's what we're trying to explore in MythQuest. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's, there's no official word, but can we expect a season three? He shrugged, by the way. It's a podcast. You can't say he shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before I let you go, Rob, I'm, I'm sure you've had this a thousand times. Where are we at with It's Always Sunny? Can you tell us anything about that? Oh, one? there's going to be plenty more seasons of that. Yeah, we're going to do that well into our 80s. That's just the kind of show that lends itself to doing, to, 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 to making it forever because it's a reset at the end of each uh, episode. Uh, the characters start here and then they go all the way in a giant circle and they end right back where they started. So there is no growth or um, there is no learning, there is no evolution. They're always just um, the pieces of garbage that they that we started with. And so we, we can continually reset um, with garbage for the next four, five, six, 20, 25 years as long as people keep watching it. Just so you know, I am absolutely going to release this podcast and say the shrug meant that there's a definite season three. So thank you for that. Robert. I generally appreciate that. Um, guys, thank you so much again. Um, I love the show. Charlotte, it's so awesome seeing you killing it over there. Um, congratulations. Thanks, man. I can't wait to see what's next. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you to Rob and Charlotte for coming on this week's episode of the Green Room Podcast. And big thank you to Apple TV for making this happen. Again, season two of Mythic Quest is out on Apple TV right now. Be sure to check it out and keep an eye out next week for another episode of the Green Room. I'm going to be joined by my old pal, Dean Lewis, who actually came in the studio for a face-to-face -face interview, which just seems foreign in 2021. But here we are. So I'll see you next week. Thank you again. Head over to thepodcast.com.au for all the previous episodes of The Green Room and we'll do it again next week. See you then.
Neil Griffiths is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network, produced by Neil Griffiths, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker, executive producer Craig Trewick. <laughs>